Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of your show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Saw. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop <laughs> it. What's up? Now. I just wanted to... Um, Hey, if you guys, this is something that we normally tack on to the end of the episodes, and so maybe you don't even make it there, but if you guys listen to podcasts and you listen through Apple or wherever you listen to, if you wouldn't mind jumping on and giving our podcast a review um, and just rating it even, even if you just rate it, but if you feel generous and you're going to be kind, then uh, leave some words of encouragement, leave a review on there. Uh, that just helps the, the podcast get out there further and hopefully benefit some other guys. So there you go. Shameless plug. That's it. We're done. We're going to move on. If you got anything unkind, you can just email uh, Pastor PJ directly. Yeah, at Kellen at CompassChurch.org. <laughs> That's, uh, that'll get there. That's so, All right, guys. Well, hey, um, Kellen's been running recently with yeah. Compass Active. Yeah. And as you've been out running, you've been uh, having conversations with some people. Right. Some uh, interesting conversations with some people. Yeah, and uh, the a good test to know how in physic in in physically well in shape someone is physically is the amount that they're able to talk while they run, and so that's <laughs> that's improved for me uh, because I used to be one of those guys like don't talk to me, and you're just taking away oxygen oxygen that I need. <laughs> But then now I've become that person that's probably annoying to many other people. Where I'm like, tell me your whole life story. And they're like, no, we can do that when we stop. But anyway, all of that to say, yes, uh, we've, been, we've been running with uh, Compass Active out there. And uh, it's been good because we've been able to meet a lot of um, different people um, and just have some genuine conversations without all the distractions, um, except for the heavy breathing and gasping for air probably. But yeah, there was one particular one that I wanted to share. That was interesting. It was a couple of weeks ago. I met a guy, and we were we were out there running and even walking at this point in time. Uh, and I was just talking to him about church, and he was like, "Yeah, I love church. I grew up in the church." And I was like, "Well, where do you go now?" And he mentioned, like, he was so excited to let me know that, dude, I got the best idea. Like, I, I'm capturing like churches from the East Coast, you know, in the you know, in Middle America, or and then on the West Coast as well. And he goes, you know, my favorite pastor that I grew up listening to, I'm able to listen to him now in the morning because it's on East Coast time. And then, you know, throughout the day, when I get time again, I'll listen to, to one out here on the West Coast. And it's great. It's at my own convenience. And he was just really excited to tell me that. And almost to the point where he was like, you, you should adopt this, man. Like, it, it's right there. You, you just didn't realize how easy it was. How can you not see this? Yeah. And so... Yeah, it was interesting, but he was so excited about it, um, and then our, our conversation went on, but um, I feel like a lot of people are like that right now. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a spiritual buffet for us. I mean, your church may not be back in person, and so you may be sitting there going, man, this is great, just like that guy was. He's like, I can listen to this guy. I can podcast this pastor. I can listen to this celebrity pastor over here, and I've got my fill, and it's just pick and choose. It's going through the buffet line, going, well, I want a little bit of Chandler. I want a little bit of MacArthur. I want a little bit of Sproul. I want a little bit of Piper, and this is these guys are all my pastors. Yeah. And the reality is, no, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're your podcast pastors. Right. But what we want to talk about in this episode is why, guys, that's not God's design for the church and why that can't be our source of nourishment, our source of uh, spiritual encouragement, our source of being challenged, that we need our church. 
your church, your local church, man, it is imperative. Whatever way that you are able to be involved in that church right now, in whatever capacity that your church is open, man, you have got to be involved. You've got to be committed. You've got to be shepherded by somebody who is local and not some podcast pastor that you're listening to because it's convenient and easy and comfortable. Uh, David in Psalm 42, one writes this. He says, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, oh God. As a deer pants, right? You were talking about running, being out of breath, and you're yeah. just sitting there running going, man, I need water. Yeah. I long for water right now. And that's the idea that the psalmist is communicating there. Look, a deer it feels the same thirst because God created them that way. And they long for the water of these flowing streams. And then David says, so my soul longs for God in the same way, yeah. right? And I think that's the question for us right now as our normal routines and, and going to church and being at church, maybe for some of you just being inside at a church, that's all been interrupted. The question is, are you longing for what you once had? Mm-hmm. Or are you just content with going to church in your pajamas on Sunday morning, sitting on the couch, watching your, your celebrity pastor on TV? Yeah, and it's easy to adopt sort of the the reasonings or excuses, whatever you want to call them, of other people. Because it's like, well, majority of the the country is is not going to church because of this other reason. So that that's my excuse too. And we have to understand that, you know, at the end of this life, like we're all gonna be held accountable individually for, you know, our own life. Right. And for us to be like, well, you know, the rest of the country were felt unsafe or whatever. And, and that might be a legitimate reason. And so I don't want to say, you know, if, if you're you know, for health reasons, a little nervous about going back right now. But if that's not your reasoning, I think that's one that we need to to check our heart and check our motive to make right. sure that, you know, we're not just being lazy because right. it's so easy to do is to take the convenient route of, yeah, I just click a button and I can actually press stop. I can actually go do other things right. and quote unquote be efficient with my right. time just because I have a, a podcast or a video running in the background and that that's not it. That's not going to you know, change our life, change uh, understand, change our view of understanding Scripture and being taught the Word of God by a local pastor right. that knows us. Yeah, and and there's an article that was uh, that appeared on Reformation Twenty One is the the website uh, written by a guy named Mark Johnson. And Mark says this: He says, "What a benchmark for how we anticipate worship on the Lord's Day." That is this Psalm Forty Two One, longing for God, panting after God. He says, the very prospect of meeting with our brothers and sisters to glorify our triune God should arouse the deepest joy imaginable. One wonders how many of us have become so accustomed to the new normal of remote worship in absentia that our spiritual senses have been dulled and our appetite for God has become jaded. What an mm-hmm. indictment, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it right there. That's what we're talking about. It's We have, have been away from the body of Christ for so long that this new normal of remote worship, of digital worship, of Zoom worship has become so comfortable for us that our, our desire to be with God's people has been lull, has been dulled. And that's not God's design. Uh, another article that was uh, put out by Lifeway, actually very uh, strong title says, are you cheating on your church? And uh, the author says this, she says, then she followed that up by saying that she was getting more fed by her podcast preachers with a platform than she was by her own pastor. And that she has, for now, stopped tuning into her church services altogether. Again, listen to that, men. Stopped tuning in to her church services altogether. How many of you out there have, are, are in the same boat? 
And she goes on and says, anecdotally speaking, she's not the only person who has adopted this mindset and practice. Exactly. That, that's what we're, that's why we're tackling this issue, man. How, you can listen to, you can stream, you can tune into your podcast pastor and be so enthralled by what they're doing that you totally abandon your local church. And that cannot happen. Your podcast pastor is not your pastor yeah. in no way, shape or form. Matt Chandler is not your pastor. John MacArthur is not your pastor, unless you guys go to their church, right? Sure, yeah. Your pastor is your local pastor. But uh, Kellen, we're going to talk a little bit. Why do we like our podcast pastor? And then why is it so important that we need instead a local pastor? So let's start. Let's, we're going to talk about a, a few reasons here, guys, why following a podcast pastor is so appealing and why it's so easy and why it's so comfortable. And yet at the same time, why it's so dangerous. Kellen, what's a, what's a, one of the first reasons why it's so easy to follow a podcast pastor? I think that very word easy, like he's not talking to you. And so he's speaking to his local body and the, the, the situation and issues that they're dealing with. And so right. more often than not, unless he's just hitting a very broad topic you know, that, that might not appeal to you. That might not hit home to you. You can let yourself off the hook. Yeah. Oh, well, that's their problem. That's right. not my problem. I'm doing good. Right. right? And so you, it almost gives this false sense of confidence of like, yeah, because he's not pointing out at me and maybe that whatever he's addressing, I'm actually doing okay with, then I can dust my hands off and I don't feel convicted about that. But then, you know, he... There's no push. There's no follow up. There's no accountability. You're not plugged into a small group. You're right. not going to have somebody on a patio asking you like, "Well, hey, how's your prayer life?" Right. Nobody's going to hold you accountable to that. So you walk off feeling like, "Okay, if nobody's going to challenge me on it, then I'm good." It, it right. It's kind of like you know working out. A lot of people when I was in the fitness industry, a lot of people would fail at their workouts because they would take these magazine articles and they'd see somebody that's just ripped and shredded. And they're like, here's how I got there. And then they go try it. And you know what? They cut a few corners. They don't, they're not as intent as this person was that, that produced the, the workout. And then they say, well, at the end of the day, I'm not getting the same result. Right. Well, you're trying to do somebody else's workout plan and nobody's there to really you know, put their finger in your chest to say, I need, you got to do this. You got to do that. Right. So it might feel good, but you're not getting anything out of it. Right. My wife and I used to watch, if you guys remember the show, The Biggest Loser. Uh, yeah. And I think that thing got shut down because it was just not healthy and <laughs> people were not doing things the right way on that. But we used to watch it because it, it was amazing. The transformation from episode one to the end about yeah. who and how much weight they lost and everything. But my wife and I would literally sit on our couch with bowls of ice cream and watch The Biggest <laughs> Loser, which it's just... Cruel in so many different ways, but men, if, if you're streaming your podcast pastor and you're thinking that that's your podcast pastor, it's like you're doing the same thing. Absolutely. You're sitting on the couch with your bowl of ice cream, metaphorically speaking, and you're watching other people do the hard work. You need to be in a local church, man. The other reason why we like our podcast pastor, and it goes hand in hand with this, is just anonymity, mm-hmm. right? Some of you guys, even with your local church, you're the one that slips in as worship is going on, already started, so you don't have to talk to anybody and you sit in the back row. And as soon as the, the pastor says amen at the end of the sermon, you're up and you're out and you're in your car and you're gone. Yeah, Because you don't want to be known by anybody else in the church. And if you've just got a podcast pastor, you've got anonymity built in. Right. They don't know who you are. You're just a number that they check their podcast stream on and go, oh, we've got this many uh, people tuning into our, our podcast, this many people streaming our services. You're, there's, there's, they don't know you. Um, 
There's no, uh, like Kellen said, there's no accountability, right? If, if you're in a local church, you're going to walk by and see your pastor in the local church and you're going to make eye contact with your local pastor yep. in the local church there. And, and there's something even about that that you lose when you're not plugged in and connected to the local church. Yeah, and, and even going to a local church. So I, I remember as an unbeliever uh, growing up, I would sort of check the box on going to church. But there was always this even when I went to church and I would try to get out of there before anybody would have a conversation with me, uh, there was there was this conviction every time I got in the car of like, man, I see all these people talking and I'm, I'm skating out of here. And eventually that started to weigh on my heart of like, I, I got to stick around. I need to start to, to relate to somebody, to talk to somebody, to build right. these relationships. So even the fact of going to the church like helps with that conviction there. But yeah, if you're just sitting in your room, living room, and all you have to do is hit stop and go on. Like there, there's none of that conviction right, there, right? At all, right? Yeah. Another thing is maybe you've been part of a church in the past, and church is messy, and it is messy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's sinners worshiping God next to sinners, right? right. We're, we're going to step on each other's toes, and a lot of times that gets laid at the feet of the pastor. And so your podcast pastor, the reason why you like him so much is because he's not responsible for the last mess that you had at your church. Yeah. And so you can sit there and go, well, that guy's fine. Yeah. And, and going hand in hand with that, you don't know him beyond the podcast stream. Right. You don't know what's going on in his marriage. You don't know what's going on in his life. And so it's, not, it's, it's sterile for you. You can just listen to what he has to say to you through the speakers that are coming through your headphones or through the TV. And then he's gone, he's off stage, the, the sermon's over for that week, and you have no knowledge of him out, outside of that. And so it's, it's easy, it's sterile, it's clean, it's just a talking head for you, and you can just kind of listen, check the box, and move on. You don't have to actually be involved in the nitty-gritty of life with people in that. Yeah, um, and I think one more just to, to share on that side of it is, um, you know, using these pastors as sort of to build up your status of who's on your podcast. Um, and I know we were talking about it before, and you mentioned uh, you can be their their groupie, yeah, like, podcast be, groupies, become, yeah, yeah. And you, you see that conversation all the time. It's like, hey, you know, um, who do you like to listen to? Oh, let me show you my podcast. I got MacArthur over here. You know, I got this person over here. I got this person over, here. and it's more of like you're puffing yourself up of like, look who I'm right. getting fed right. by. When really they're not, you know, they're not connected with you. There's no relationship there, right? You don't know them, and yeah, all. it's like. And then you've got your heretic side where it's like Osteen and those guys are like, I don't show people that podcast. <laughs> like, what are those down? No, don't look at those. those. No, if you're listening to Osteen out there, stop. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop right now. Repent and leave it behind. Get off. Yeah. And the other thing too is, let's say you've got a guy that you've been listening to for a long time and finally he does step on your toes on a podcast. Yeah. It's easy for you to just swap him out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm done with him. I'm going to go follow, find somebody else. Or I don't like this sermon series. I'm going to go listen to somebody else. Yeah. And that, guys, that is not good. But those are all the reasons why, and none of them are good reasons, but those are the reasons why we like our podcast pastors. So let's though flip and go to the other side, Kellen. Let's talk about why then do I need a local pastor? Why do I need somebody in the flesh, in person, that is my pastor, um, that I'm accountable to? What, what is so important about that? As I mentioned before, a little bit earlier ago, we, we need somebody to be able to put their finger, quote unquote, in our chest and say, you know, this is something that needs to get cleaned up in your life. This is something you need to repent from. Uh, as we all strive to be more like Christ in this life, we, we can't do it alone. Um, and we need that shepherd, that pastor that knows our lives, that can be praying for us, holding us accountable, those small group leaders. The, that has to happen in order for us to be more like Christ, for us to continue to be sanctified through this life. Uh, I mean, this world is throwing a lot of things at us 
every day, every hour. Um, and unless we have somebody that knows what's going on in our life, that knows who we are, what our tendencies are, what our temptations are, um, then we're just going to miss the mark. And we're going to think we're hitting it. It's going to make ourselves feel good. But we need somebody to constantly know what's going on and be praying for us and uh, really have a relationship with us. Yeah. Man, you need to be known. And that's kind of what Kellen's driving at here. You need to be known by a local pastor, a local shepherd. Uh, Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are, here's, here's the concept. This is what we're talking about. They are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. And so the question, man, is who's going to give an account for your soul? Because it's not your podcast pastor. That's not his job. He has a flock. He's going to have to give an account for those in his care, those in his local church where he's preaching. Who is watching for you? Who is caring for your soul? Who is going to have to give an account for your soul at the end? And you need that. You need to be known uh, by them. Uh, a lot of times as pastors, men, when, when we are preparing sermons, if your pastor is doing it well, he's going to be thinking about uh, the people that he's preaching to. He's going to think about you. He's going to think about your family. He's going to think about the circumstances that you guys are in right now. And that's going to inform uh, not his interpretation of the text, but the application of the text. That's going to inform how he's driving this home um, with with the, the the preaching of this. You need to be known by a pastor who um, is involved in your life. Uh, another thing though, another reason why we need a local pastor is one of the jobs of the, the, the pastor is, is to counsel. Yeah. And uh, man, your podcast pastor can't counsel you. If your marriage gets on the rocks, he's not going to be there for you. Right. If your kids are, are wayward and you need advice, he's not going to be there for you. If you lose your job and you don't know where to go from here, he's not going to be there for you. You know, man, if you're struggling with sexual purity, your podcast pastor is going to preach you a sermon on sexual purity, but he's not going to walk through the struggles with it with you. Yeah. He's not going to sit across the table with you and pray with you and mourn with you and exhort you and encourage you. You need a local pastor who's going to be involved to, to counsel you. Yeah. And that's good about being in a local church is like you hear those messages that you feel convicted and the, the weight of your sin being, you know, hit hard during those those messages. What's great about being in a local church is like right after that, you can go meet with a pastor. You can go talk to a lot of times. I know our senior pastor does it. He He's right out there, right with the congregants, right after to talk with them. Right. And so if there's an issue there that, you know, you're struggling with, that's easily accessible. And then, you know, we set up a meeting, we're praying for them where you feel that, that sense of comfort after because there was a hard message and um, obviously God wanted you to hear that message. But then now what do you go do with it? You go talk to somebody and then we can start to, um, you know, counsel and pray for and, and, and be there for you as your local body. But again, if we talk about podcasts, you hear that message and then you're hurting. What do you do? You have nowhere to go. Uh, right. You have no. You're not going to call. You know your podcast pastor and be like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a podcast listener." They're going to be like, "Well, I, I, what's your name?" Right. There's no relationship there. So right, and then they're going to say, "You should go talk to the pastor at your local exactly. church." Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing too. Let's let's say you go through just a a, a trial where you lose somebody in your life. Mm. Let's say somebody dies in your life. Is your podcast pastor going to be there to do the funeral? Is nope. your podcast pastor going to be there to to do grief counseling with you? No, of course not, right? They, why? Because they don't know you. They're, that's not their role. How about just somebody praying for you? Mm. You know, as pastors, we're praying for the people who are involved in our ministries. Your podcast pastor is not praying for you, at least not by name, yeah. not knowing what's going on, not praying for the prayer requests that you have. 
Um, and so, yeah, you, and you need your local pastor. And some of you, again, are probably out there going, yeah, but I've had bad experiences or this guy made me mad or this guy made me angry. Here's another reason why you need a local pastor, because it's an opportunity for you to learn to exercise grace mm-hmm. towards those who shepherd you. Again, you don't know your podcast pastor. You don't know what's going on. He's not going to do anything that offends you, or you're not going to just see him be a, a human being, which pastors are human beings, right? right? And so you don't really have to exercise any grace towards him. Your local shepherd, as a, a fellow believer, the one that God has entrusted with the care of your soul, you're going to have opportunities, men, to exercise grace towards these men that shepherd you. Yeah. And that's hard to do, but it's a good thing to do, and it's a biblical thing to do. It's a right thing to do. And so you need to be involved in the local church. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about it. And, you know, just like you and I, many people that are listening now, you have podcasts that you listen to. And I think the point in all this is not, hey, delete everything. You can't listen to any other pastors. That's good. That's good to continue to get taught um, scripture. But again, this whole point is, make sure you have your local church. That's priority here. And if you want to add on a few of your favorite pastors, then so be it. But that cannot replace the local church because we're we're missing the mark. And this is apparent in this point in time uh, that a lot of people had to resort to that. And hopefully you resorted to listening to your local church online, but some people went out to you know old churches that they used to have their favorite pastors and we're just saying we got to get off of that and get back to the local church if right. this is you that have, has made that transition and you hadn't come back to the local church those are those are snacks those aren't the main course right, right. your your local church that's the main course the other guys that's that's the snack that you eat throughout the day just to sustain sustain you between yeah. the meals um, your your meal needs to be your local church so uh, yeah, men, we're, uh, we're praying for you. This is a hard season. We get that. Believe us, we understand that. But uh, men, if, if, you are, if your church is opening back up and you don't have a, a health concern right now, uh, get back in the church, get off the couch, get your family and get them to church. Uh, there's just, uh, there's no reason not to. Again, unless you're sitting there going, okay, seriously, COVID-19 is a legitimate concern for me. And we understand that there are those that are out there in that camp, but men do not hide behind that. If that's not you don't hide behind that for the sake of convenience. God wants you in the church. God wants you back serving. God wants you back fellowshipping. God wants you back sitting under the instruction and the teaching of your local pastor. So uh, get back in the church. We will be praying for you, men, as you uh, think through and make those decisions this week and as you continue to strive to be quality men of God.